Sports are Life with Brent and Jeff. Being a genius certainly has its advantages. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for tuning in. We got another episode for you, episode four of our Daniel series. Tonight we're going to be talking about it from Nebuchadnezzar's perspective, y'all. We've seen the rise. Now we're going to see the fall and then the ultimate uprising of uh, a king who needs to be put in his place and told who's in charge, who's the boss. All right, kicking off the show, the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for being here this evening. We're excited and uh, like we always are. Always are. And uh, Daniel 4 is where we'll be parked at tonight. And, um, you know, it's the third installment, actually. It's the fourth installment of Daniel, but the third installment of the story of King Nebuchadnezzar. You know, we, we know about Shadrach, Meshach, to bed we go, the joke from last <laughs> week. Uh, you got, you know, Daniel, you know, he, obviously the book's named after him. Um but you have this guy, this king, Nebuchadnezzar, who hangs around for a couple chapters here. And um, he is like, Mr. I am too cool for school. You know, he's the king. He knows he's the king. He knows how powerful he is. He probably has people telling him all day long how great he is. Um, you know, he's probably able to order people around and they listen. Um, and so, you know, I would probably be prideful. You know, yeah. I'm the king. Do what I say. You know, it's it's... It's human nature, right? And um, so here's this guy, Nebuchadnezzar. He's the king. And, uh, you know, he gets a little bit too big for his britches. And that's what we're yeah. talking about tonight. God putting him in his place. Yeah, it's it's a scary thing because it's the same God. Sometimes we get into this Old Testament, New Testament God. Um, but God, he doesn't want us to forget who's the boss. And not in like the, I'm the boss. Like, you have to do what I say. Ha, ha, ha. It's not like that. God doesn't run or roll in circles like that. He is a great lord and he he's he knows what's best because he knows the end from the beginning and the funny thing is is we get all <laughs> we get our back up and we get all you know stubborn and stiff-necked and all this stuff and god's like whoa 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 <laughs> calm down <laughs> i got this <laughs> and we can also really doubt god and say god what's happening why is this all this stuff going on why are these tribulations and trials coming into my life and oh uh, we start to you know, chatter like a woman, and uh, <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding, ladies. <laughs> we just start to get crazy emotional about things, and God's like, "I'm in charge. Like all this stuff is by my hand, and I'm going to lead you through it." And um, man, I really offended every lady. For, for the record, Click. I am not behind that comment. <laughs> I Brent was not the boss of me no. in that scenario there, and. Um, Come on, ladies. You I know think, you're emotional. I think we just stop right now and play another song. What do you think? Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> and I've been informed by our producers that I need to issue an on-air apology to half our listeners of the female variety. Uh, we don't have producers. Who am I kidding? It's just me, Brent. That's it. And uh, ladies, I meant no harm in my statement about emotions. but Because in honesty, Jeff can talk with, with the best of yeah. ladies. So I'm a chatterer from way yeah. back. Totally. Yeah, it's good. It's so good am I. That's why we're, I think, doing this radio thing. Cause it's good to talk things out. You don't like want to, to clam talk. up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Nebuchadnezzar, for sure, liked to talk about himself. And um, Nebuchadnezzar has a lot of dreams as well. And, and Daniel steps in trying to help him out. Daniel's always like, hey, God is saying this is going to happen unless you change your ways. And Nebuchadnezzar's like, thanks for the tip. 
I'm awesome. <laughs> that's that's essentially that's, the gist. Yeah, he's like, that's nice. Now go back to your little house. And it, it says that the Nebuchadnezzar's walking around. He's like, look how great Babylon is. I built it for my royal dwelling and my mighty power for the honor of my majesty. Like his life in his mind has a soundtrack of trumpets all the time when he watches a room. <laughs> it actually probably did happen that way. Yeah, it but, probably was like that. But, but uh, it was even more so in his head. He gained all this stuff for himself. And uh, it's funny because as the words are in his mouth, we see in verse 31 that God's voice came down from heaven. The real voice in charge told him how it was going to be and how God handles things. Where did this tasty lick come from? The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Out of Control by Thousand Foot Crutch, and that's what we feel like tonight. It's Out of Control. (laughs) It's a good thing we we take breaks during songs because it's just, Uh, it's so wrong. (laughs) Thank What's you, God, for saving us from yeah. our wretched souls. That's what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, we just we let our mouth run away with us. Yeah. It's just it's ridiculous. I wasn't lying when I said Jeff is going to keep up with the best. <laughs> <laughs> I just chattered the whole time through all the songs. You think that we only talk for the segments that we're in? Oh no! Oh no! Got to do something to kill the time while we're playing all that music that you guys like. <laughs> <laughs> keep us interested at least. Gosh. Anyway. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about tonight? Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, that's right. Mr. Uh, I'm Too Cool for School. Um, hey, yo. Oh, wait. <laughs> Who's the boss? <laughs> uh, what are we doing? All right, so um, in the story, right, the story goes, there's Nebuchadnezzar. He's all, Dan- Daniel warns him, look, you better bow your knee to God or else he's going to, like, take your kingdom away from you. He's like, what are you talking about? I am. I have built this kingdom from scratch. <laughs> I am the man who orchestrated this wonderful thing. And, uh, I mean, you said it. You said it. While the word was still in his mouth, God speaks. You know? <laughs> what if you were, like, lying? Think about this. What if you were lying to somebody? And at the very minute you were lying to that person, God was speaking the truth. Like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't steal that cookie. You stole the cookie. <laughs> like, did you picture that? Like, uh, this is my kiss. Is my kingdom. <laughs> you know, like, and um, man, Nebuchadnezzar did not have a good time after that. Yeah. <laughs> it says he was driven from men and ate grass like an ox. <laughs> his body was wet with dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails looked like bird's claws. This dude was funky looking <laughs> afterwards. Do the chickens have large talons? <laughs> That's what I think of when it says his fingers and nails are like bird claws. But it's so funny because I just going back to that whole image of the voice of truth coming through. It's like, psh, that movie was stupid. It's such a chick flick. <laughs> you cried like a woman. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. Um... So Nebuchadnezzar, the um, doing his cattle impersonation, <laughs> but looking like an eagle and having nails like a bird claw, um, and his body was wet with dew. That's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, but that's the point. He was, you know, he was humiliated. God just like took everything away from him, even his dignity. You know, like everything that he prided himself. I'm sure, like when he walked around the, the palace, he was Mr. King. You know, he was well groomed. He had the rich, the wealthiest clothes. He had, you know, all the jewels and everything. And he had a lot of respect from other people. Um, All the things that he had, God took everything away. You know, it was like the material things, the physical things, even his dignity. um, To bring him to a place where he could realize 
who was truly the king of the universe, you know? And sometimes he he's done that with us, you know, before we were saved, you know? he We all have the testimony. We all have the story of, you know, where we had to come before the Lord could step in, how he had to break us so that He so the Lord could come in and save us. Um, because a prideful heart is something that God cannot work in, <laughs> you know? Pride is the, is the is the thing that the enemy fell. The enemy fell because he was prideful. You know, it is the mere essence of sin, and God has come to save us from that sin. Um, he does what he needs to do to break us of that. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was giving it over by the newsboys, giving the credit, giving the glory, the praise, the honor over to God. That's important because, uh, you know, Jesus, I think of the rich young ruler when he's like, what, what must I do to intern, you know, inherit eternal life? And he says, go and sell all you have. And and then you see this situation with Nebuchadnezzar. It's not the, the stuff. It's what we think of the stuff and who we think got the stuff. Yeah. You know, it's it's not that there was anything wrong with Nebuchadnezzar having the, the kingdom. It was that he thought that he had the kingdom and that yeah. it wasn't God's. And it wasn't anything wrong with the rich young ruler having possessions. It was that the possessions were blocking him from truly worshiping God and depending on God for his every need. That's the issue, is that Nebuchadnezzar had himself on the throne of his heart instead of God on the throne of his heart. And God cannot have that. Because I, I truly believe that God had an awesome plan for Nebuchadnezzar. God loved Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Why else would he devote all this time to him and trying to get through to his Three thick chapters. His, I mean, just think about it. Like It was always like, hey, repent. Stop thinking you're great. Glorify me. And guess what? Things will work out in the end. He, he was so patient with him. You can think like... He tried to kill all these people, like his chosen people. Nebuchadnezzar was always trying to thwart what God was trying to do. God was patient and yielding and said, I'm in control of this situation. Daniel could see it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could see it. That's why they did what they did. They're like, Nebuchadnezzar, we're going to be a testimony to you of who's the boss, who's the real deal, and it's God. And it's just so impressive because I think we, we get this like, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, what an idiot. You know, he's such a dope. And look at it. Look, God. Yeah, good. God punished him. Good. You know, we get this like high and mighty. And it's like, well, this is us right here. Nebuchadnezzar is us. And we need to be reminded who the boss is. And I'm thankful that God took the steps that he did with Nebuchadnezzar and he, and he restored him. You know, this isn't the end. God restores him in his right mind, which we'll talk about a little bit. Um, but sometimes we have to get to that point where we realize that we have nothing without God. And that's when he can work in our lives. Yeah. And you know what? Just to hop on that. God was so gracious to Nebuchadnezzar. You know, we think about the guy who's in charge, and we think about this ruler who's who, like this God who just, you know, oh man, look what he did to Nebuchadnezzar. It was so rough. Well, God wasn't rough. You know, God had tender, loving care. He even warned him ahead of time through Dave, through Daniel, and said, "It's coming." You know, he gave him the warning. He was gracious, and he only did what he did to Nebuchadnezzar because he had to, because he loved him and wanted to restore him. All right, that was Just Begun, Patrick, Andrew, and to kind of continue what I was saying in the last one, just to add another nugget to that, you know, there's so many times in our life where we're scared of what God might do to us to get us to that place where we repent, because we know we're in sin, and, you know, it's the Christian thing to think, man, if I do this, God's going to get me, I know he is, and you know what, God loves you, you know, he loves you, he's so gracious, he's patient, he's waiting, he'll warn you, and warn you, and warn you, and warn you, and finally, you know... He'll even put tragedy in your life if you're that stubborn sometimes to wake you up. And it's not to make you struggle. It's just to um, draw you back to himself, to make you realize that, hey, you know what? You need me. You really do. 
and it's t- it's a, with a tender, loving care because he's not doing this to Nebuchadnezzar to just leave him there forever and let him go. You know, he's doing it so that he can come and have real Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar realize um, who God is, and then in turn, God just like floods him and gives him everything back that he had. You yeah. know, think about Job; he took all that stuff away and gave him back more than what he had. That's God's way. He takes off the piddly stuff that he had and gives him way more. So. Man, what an awesome guy we serve. That's the kind of ruler that we have tonight. You know, it's not the guy who just is in the business of giving us a hard time. It's the it's the God who loves us and died for us. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Giving You All Control by Jeremy Camp. That's the position we need to be in. And guess what? It's time for our unbelievable segment tonight. The part that you love. The part that you tune in for. Just for <laughs> towards the <laughs> end of the first not. hour, and then you turn it off as soon as it's over. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Hopefully not. Tonight we have a great, unbelievable topic for you, Brent. Social networking games, not the not the networking sites themselves, but what they do to keep you on them. Yeah, yeah. Everybody buys into it. I bought into it. You know, the classic, the one that's the most famous is Farmville. You know, how many? How many um, pieces of fence will you get delivered to your inbox <laughs> on Facebook? You know, oh, my man. strawberries are ripened and ready to harvest. Will you help out on my farm? <laughs> no, I have a job to do. Make money for my family. Oh wait, nobody does that uh, anymore. I guess. <laughs> so like, I'm totally making fun of myself because I wanted. To, this is sad because you know I just want to admit that I got sucked in. I got sucked in uh, for like a week. Had a farm, built it up. You know, and it became I became a slave to it, <laughs> um, and then uh, finally one day I got saved, and uh, <laughs> um, <He> got saved. <laughs> my nails were like bird's claws because I just sat at my computer and just like moved my mouse to. I know, like pl- it was like Nebuchadnezzar's farm. Brent was sitting at his computer. and He's like, "Look at this farm that I have built for my Majesty from scratch." <laughs> Won't you fertilize my crops? <laughs> <laughs> I will fertilize my own crops. You know what for it did? It was the chickens that got me because I had way too many and it took forever to collect the eggs. Oh my god! And I said, "This is ridiculous." I am like, I am, I am taking eggs from all these chickens that aren't even real for five <laughs> coins a piece. It's not worth it. It's not. I I got like, I signed on the farm bill for like a day. Within 24 hours, I had like 40 gifts from people, <laughs> and you had to accept them one at a time. I know. And I was like, forget it. Block this application. I'm done with this garbage. And if that wasn't enough, there's Cafe World for your own restaurant. There's Farmville for your own farm. You know, your, sorry, Fishville for your own fish tank. Mafia Wars. The gift, go- the ridiculous. Sorority Life is one of them. I know my coworkers were. Stay away. Bitch. Stay away. Oh, man. This is... Read your Bible instead. It's more profitable. <laughs> In the end, it really is. Come on, people. We'll be praying for you. Uh, we're but we understand. Yeah, we're going to pause for a station identification. This is The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. And we want to thank you for tuning in tonight. The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. Don't want to forget to remind you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Catch up on our most recent episodes with the Daniel series and beyond. We have our webisodes and... And our unbelievable topics, we're going to get those updated with some more recent unbelievables eventually as we continue. But um, in the meantime, you can chew on that stuff. It's fun. It's Daniel series and beyond <laughs> to infinity and it's beyond. epic. We're all about being epic on Bed, the Bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Nebuchadnezzar um, and beyond. This is great. I mean, this episode is just 
it's funny and it's I'm having a good time. And uh, it's anytime good you have an episode that's based on a guy who was a king and he became an ox <laughs> or ate like an ox. I know it seems almost like a Disney silly. type of a story. Like he gets he doesn't actually become cattle, but he starts behaving. Maybe we should crazy. produce the movie. That was surrender by down here, and ultimately. Nebuchadnezzar had to get to that point and God had to get him to that point because the lessons that had been taught to him hadn't hit home, I guess. And uh, as we talked about earlier, God is patient with us and we don't see it. We just see it as like, oh man, this is tough. I'm awesome. And God's not letting me be as awesome as I can be. And Nebuchadnezzar learned the hard way, but you don't have to. You don't have to get to that point uh, as long as we heed the call of God in our lives. And he's so gracious to call out to us. And, um, you know, God orchestrates the whole thing. It's not like he's he's spinning. He's trying to keep all the plates up in the air. He's spinning them on those big sticks. And, you know, some might fall and, oh, well, right. God is in control of the whole thing. Why would you serve a God that wasn't? You know, if, if you if you thought that God couldn't handle something, then he's not worthy to be worshipped. You know, Nebuchadnezzar obviously thought he was everything and anything. That's why he had people worshipping him. Uh, and he was worshipping himself. And that's the wrong attitude to have. Um, we need to come to, to God with a sense of you're in control. You take it and you run with it because I can't do it. I don't deserve to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Nebuchadnezzar's lesson learned in the end of this chapter is pretty remarkable because, you know, he went from a guy who um, thought the dominion was his to a guy who basically admitted for his dominion, God's dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. You know, it's interesting because God God revealed to him something that was on Nebuchadnezzar's terms. Nebuchadnezzar completely understood about kingdoms and dominions and power and being in charge and um, thought he was. You know, and, and the lesson learned was God's the king. God's the one with the dominion and the kingdom and the one in control. <laughs> and, um, you know, his that statement that he says where he says, no no one can restrain his hand, God's hand, or to, or to God or say to him what have you done no one can challenge god you know and wait a minute god pipe down <laughs> you know no man has the ability to do that um but yet you look in the in the news you look at people and of course our hearts can be prideful and um you know all these people that think they're the cat's meow and they're going off and doing things um you know it's just pride it's pride and you know what pride comes before the fall right and that's that's what it's all about um, the lesson learned tonight. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Rain in Us by Starfield, and God is on the throne of heaven. Why is he not on the throne of our hearts? And uh, he's he's the only one worthy to reign. And, you know, the sooner we get that through our head, the better off we'll be, the less uh, trouble that we'll have to face. And Nebuchadnezzar, you know, God was so gracious to him, bringing him through this and opening his eyes. You know, it says, and at the end of that time, I lifted my eyes to heaven. Who do you think really lifted his eyes to heaven? Yeah. God was like, I'm up here. God decided to, to give him his right mind again. He's like, are you ready to listen? Are you ready to understand? And sometimes we can look at situations in our life and we're like, oh, woe is me. Why is this happening? You know, this is not, you know, I'm righteous. I'm good. Why is this terrible stuff going on in my life? And we don't look up. We look at, we look to our left or to our right. We look down sometimes. We get depressed. We don't look up and say, God, What's going on? Why, you know, obviously you're in control and I believe that. What's going on? Man, God's got the whole world in his hands. You know, when you read through the Psalms, you just get a perspective of how sovereign he is, you know, how much in control he is. And 
Thankfully, the God that we serve is not a God who is dependent on man's acknowledgement of that. (laughs) Because, you know, at the end of the day, the Bible says that all knees will bow. You know, all tongues will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what the end's going to look like, you know. And he is the one in control. And he will be the one that will be on the throne at the end of the day. And um, we we know that. And because we know that, we can have faith in that. And we can bank bank our whole lives on the, that on that fact and hey, what an encouragement that could be in our lives you know as we're struggling through things and uh, man God's in control you know um, we're, we're in this situation where God's throwing a lot of things you know there's a lot of things in our life that are really kind of confusing and they hurt and we don't understand why it's going on well you know what maybe God maybe God is taking you through that situation so you can have a better appreciation for who God really is you know not only is he there, like we saw last week with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and their struggle, not only is he there, but he's in control of the situation. He's allowing it to happen. He is, he's got you in his hands. Yeah, I mean, he, he works all things together. It's a classic verse that we we hold on to, and um, he's always with us. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, and, and you know, I'm faithful to complete the good work that I started you. There's yeah. so many verses where it's like, it's reminding us God is working. God is in control. His hands are on the plow, as it were, cultivating our hearts and our lives, you know, sowing what needs to be sown, reaping when what needs to be reaped, I guess. You know, sometimes, you know, he's pruning away like a good, uh, you know, vineyard worker. <laughs> he's in control. Sometimes things need to get cut back. Sometimes things need to flourish. You know, to everything, there's a season. All these verses that remind us of God's sovereignty and how God's sovereignty doesn't always mean our, you know, our ease of living. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not always cakes and raisins and parties. You know, sometimes there's difficulties that we go through, but God is sovereign. And we seek God through those times and we say, God, if you're in control of this, obviously you think it's necessary. Teach me. You know, you, you hold the world, hold my heart. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. It feels good to be out of control I said by it. John Rubin. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> and uh, we've got to get to that point where it's like, psh, I don't need to be in control of yeah. this. Not at all. I None of it is me. I don't want to be in control of this. Why would you want that pressure? <laughs> I would not. I'm glad I'm not in control. <laughs> no. When I'm in control, it's just mess. Yep. Debris left strewn everywhere. Explosions. It's just terrible. Cakes, raisins, and parties. Yeah. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Surrender Save My Life, This Beautiful Republic, and we're wrapping up another episode of Daniel. Went by fast tonight. Yeah, we had did. a great time with you all. And, um, you know, just to sum up, you know, let's take the lesson from Nebuchadnezzar and not live the lesson ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't be humiliated to the point of humiliation because you're so prideful and so about yourself that God needs to go to the extent that he went with Nebuchadnezzar to break you down so that you realize that God's in control. Yeah, God, you know, know Paul wrote it, and God has told us, don't follow the example. Don't live the example that is laid out. God has put things in Scripture for our admonition, our correction, so that we don't have to live that. Right. You know, we choose to do it anyway. We see God's character. We know who he is. We know what he's all about. And, um... He's our God too. You know, we think we often get into that old God of the Old Testament, God of the New, but he's the same God. We serve the same God and he is in charge. 
So let's let him, let's relinquish the control of our life, give it to him because he cares for us and he'll take good care of our lives. Yeah. And I'm excited just to be able to live that kind of life for Christ. So until next week, be cool cats, live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period.